0: Recode Radio presents Two Embarrassed Ass, hosted by me, Kara Swisher, and Lauren Good of The Verge, powered by Digital Media. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, which has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at audible.com decode. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, Executive Editor of Recode.
1: And I'm Lauren Good, Senior Editor of Technology at The Verge.
0: And this is Too Embarrassed to Ask, a podcast that's all about making technology easier to understand and use.
1: If you have questions that you've been dying to ask, we'll give you the answers, plus our views on all of the latest gadgets. Submit your
0: questions in advance by tweeting them to @recode with the hashtag #AskRecode. That's all one word, hashtag AskRECODE.
1: Thank you for spelling that, Kara. Thank you. Anytime. I'm a, a good, good speller. speller. And you can find all of our past episodes on iTunes at iTunes.com slash embarrass to Ask. And while you're there, leave us a review. You know, I checked out our reviews the other day. And yeah. And we've got four and a half stars. We do? What's People, the half star? What they, happened? They like us. They really like us. That's not five. I um, I think one of the half stars was because they can tell that you're text messaging while you're on the radio um, through the radio. Oh, they can. they can tell. Oh, okay. Sorry, I just that just came in from someone in Hawaii. You're you're breaking some news, I'm uh, sure. Yes, I know. (laughs) Shut up. I'm a busy lady. You are. I'm lucky you I'm are. here.
0: Um, I see you didn't burn the podcast to the ground last week when I was on vacation no, in Hawaii. I
1: did not burn it. To the I ground. know. In you fact, had Mossberg I had on. Walt Mossberg on, and we talked all things Apple, mm-hmm. and we talked about cats. Cats. And it was. I saw yes, the cat picture. It was an amazing episode, yeah. and um, I'm against we had, cats. We had a great time.
0: No, I'm not against. You're cats, not against obviously. cats. You have a couple. But I am against them in podcasts. But no, it was a lovely picture of you and Walt. You You say that until
1: we get a kitty litter sponsor.
0: Okay, then I love cats. (laughs) But are you saying I'm not as fun as Walt? Is that your point? Is that you had such a good time? I'm just...
1: um, No, it's it's not... It's different.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what you're saying. It's different. So let's move on. Okay,
1: let's move on. Well, today we're going to be talking about smart homes and whether it's worth the investment to automate things like your lights, your music, even the lock on your door, as well as what some of your frustrations might be around the so-called smart home.
0: And as always, we've been answering your questions you our listeners sent in, and then later in the show, we'll talk to Alex Hawkinson, CEO of SmartThings, who we've had on stage a lot at both All Things D and Code, talking about the smart home and where it's going.
1: So before we get to that, though, yeah. let's Explain. talk a little bit about the smart home. Yeah, what it is. I have exactly. kind of a dumb home,
0: except now that I have Alexa. Alexa, there from Amazon. That's the smarter thing I have in my home now. Do you
1: see, if you actually scroll down in the notes I have right in front of me? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Do you see, I say, aside from Alexa, Kara. Oh, okay, sorry. I, no, no, no. I,
0: oh, aside I just, from you, Echo. You, oh, you say
1: Echo. You, you, love, you uh. love Alexa. Yes, Tell I do. Tell me a little bit about this, yes. this love affair. Um, when did it start? I just think it's the first time I do have some
0: smart technology. I'm, I'm, I, I've been waiting to put a smart lock on my house and, and stuff like that, but for the most part, I just have a camera that creeps people out from Comcast or whoever does my. You know, you put it near the door and it takes pictures of people going in and out. Mm-hmm. I don't have a turning on the lights thing. I don't have, I don't know why I don't. I just don't have the automatic anything. But for the first time, I i really, two things I've gotten. One has been the Sonos bar, which plays music, which I really like. It's yeah. in the home. And then the second has been the Amazon Echo, which I love because it starts to really get you to see what you can ask things to do. And I feel comfortable talking to it. I don't, I'm not sure why. I do, right now, I do a lot of news and give me the weather and get me an Uber and put this on my list. But I can see it. Turn on the lights, turn on the coffee. I Do you, Have myself. you
1: ever tried things like smart lights? No, I haven't. No, I have not. I have not. Automatic garage door openers or no, anything like that. No, I have that. not. Yeah. I don't know why. But you know, I think smart lights I don't have a garage. actually – Connected lights, right? What we're talking about here are things that are connected yes. via Wi-Fi. I think Wi-Fi lights for me were my gateway drug to the smart home. Mm-hmm. I tried the Philips Hue kit a yes. long time ago. I've now, seen them. I've had one. And I thought it was fun, but you yeah. know, I I found with this, and I also I used I actually used smart things, and I used at the time a competing um, kit called uh, what was it called? There were lots. Revolve. Or, I think a lot um, of it was
0: confusing. That's why they I were acquired.
1: But I used a couple of kits to set up smart coffee. Mm-hmm. I hooked up a Mr. Coffee coffee maker with a smart switch. Yeah. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be great if I just woke up in the morning and I tapped a button and then I was able to start brewing coffee from bed before I even stepped out? Or if there was a motion sensor, you yeah. could set up a motion sensor in the doorway. And then when you cross the doorway, the coffee maker would yeah. start. I can but see in this. some of these things. I can, things, see, it. Like I can I, see it. I just
0: haven't done it. I don't know why. I think it's because of the difficulty of setting it well, up. Well, because of the time. You right. Know, so so like, I don't have a
1: value proposition of time. Right. And in some cases, it may actually be easier to flick your light switches yourself or start your exactly. coffee maker yourself. That's exactly right. And yeah. also
0: the same thing with the door. I had an August lock, I think. I just, after a while, it was pointless. Mm-hmm. I could open the door easier with a key. It sounds crazy. But... I do
1: use the Nest Cam,
0: though. Uh, I do. I use a cam version, not theirs, but. Wow. I use it
1: mostly just to watch my cat.
0: Yes, I know that. You mm-hmm. and your cat. Anyway, yeah. I just don't
1: know why. It's just been hard. I think, I, you know, if For it a lot of inbuilt, people, it is. it's just hard. And it's been expensive yeah. in some cases. Mostly complex. But at the same time, this is an area of tech, of consumer tech, that has been at least predicted to grow, yeah. you know, pretty significantly in the coming years as things just become yes. inherently sort of Wi-Fi enabled.
0: Absolutely. And, and, you know, let's get to Alex, but what, what are the main players now? Who are the main players in this? Well, well since we were
1: talking to, you know, smart yeah the answer the short answer is everybody right you've got big Companies like Apple and Google and Amazon that are sort of staking their claim in various ways, putting connected devices in your home. And by connected devices, I mean things that are sort of stabilized in the home. They're right. meant to be there. They're meant to go there. But then you have people like your internet service providers. Um, you mentioned Comcast. Yeah, they're doing. Um, you know, and, and they'll do home now. security and so Phone. different. Yep, different things like that. And then you have um, some of the upstart companies. You know, SmartThings is one that we're going to talk about. Um, but SmartThings was acquired by Samsung, and there have been a few others that have. Really Really, I guess Dropcam mm-hmm. I mean, was a great example of one that uh, was you know, a successful upstart, was acquired by Nest. There's been a lot of talk about that. Yeah, today this week, because the we'll founder is saying into. he hates them. Yeah, but that's another—I mean, we haven't really talked about Nest, and Nest, of course, is now a part of Alphabet. So It's all this big, confusing mess. Yeah, so let's get to Alex. Hey, Alex, thanks so much for joining us today.
2: Thanks for having me. It's really
1: great to have you in studio. So for those of our listeners who maybe aren't as familiar with SmartThings, tell us quickly what SmartThings is and what it does.
2: Well, on the one hand, we're just trying to make uh, smart homes accessible to normal people, I guess, all over the world. Right, Um, not geeks, right? Not geeks. That's the goal. And on the back end, we're, I guess, the most open to the platforms. So we're also open to developers, device makers, and lots of partners that are integrating with us to bring their products to consumers through us.
1: So what does that mean for someone who maybe says, "Okay, we'll open? I mean, we understand that this is a very fragmented industry. Lots of companies want to own a piece of it. And they say, once you're locked into our devices, that's it. You say you're the most open.
2: It means a couple different things, but it you know, what we found is a smart home is sort of as human as the people that live in it. So hearing you guys at the beginning of this, mm-hmm. it's sort of a reflection on that. Mm-hmm. It's not one size fits all. So what matters for an individual consumer really is different, you know, household to household. So you know, in our case, we don't make most of the things that are connected inside people's homes. We just want to be the platform that helps them. Make them smart. Do different things that are useful for folks. It'd be nice if so. home just came with it.
0: Like <laughs> you know, I mean, like yeah. homes have to be. I think that'll be part like, of
2: the breakout of this into the true mainstream over time. Is that it's it'll just be there uh, when you show up in a new place. But we're open in that. So since we don't make most of the devices that are connected, we invite partners that are building a light or a lock or a thermostat or all those different types of things to integrate so that they can work with smart things. And then there's service providers that are creating not devices, but ways to use these things that are akin to apps. And we have a platform for that as well.
1: So you do make a hub, correct? Yes, we do. And uh, tell us a little bit about the SmartThings hub.
2: Well, you know, I think one of the challenges in the space is that there's a lot of different underlying standards uh, that are connecting these things. It's not all just Wi-Fi, and I don't think it'll all be just Wi-Fi. So in our early stages, we had to create a hub that talks all the different languages so that you could have enough things that are Mm -hmm. connected in your home to Solve some real problems or make it fun. Yeah, make it a thing. Yeah, exactly. And so I think the hubs will disappear over time and become part of everyday things that you're buying for other purposes. And then I can talk about that more. But today we make a hub and then we sell um, kits that solve specific problems around it. So a common one might be monitoring your house because you want to know everything's okay while you're away from home. And we have a kit for that. But there's also things for lighting and energy control and other things like that as well.
0: So why do the smart homes seem so dumb sometimes? I, th- I know I'm obsessing on this, but it just seems yeah. like, it, you know, I give up. I give well, up. And I have to tell you that Echo is the first thing I haven't given up on.
2: And I love the Echo and, and Alexa too. I'd happy to talk about that. But it struck a lot of imagination to a lot of folks, <laughs> uh, including us. But, you know, I think it's there's in any new wave, there's so many startups that fill in every possible niche. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so there's some things that are connected that maybe don't have enough value, right, relative mm-hmm. to the time or the cost and you just don't get the you mm-hmm. don't get the value out of it. But mm-hmm. there are sort of essential problems and uh, they're not for everyone. But you know, in my case, taking this example, you know, I started the company after I had a big flood that destroyed a, a mountain house that our family has. Mm-hmm. And the less than $100 to solve that problem now to know that things there's not a flood in a house is really meaningful to me. It's not just one size fits all right, for everyone. Right, right. So sure. I think it's a matter of the ecosystem's got to mature and it's got to make it easy for people to solve the individual problems that are interesting to them. Mm-hmm. You
1: know? One of the reasons yeah. why I think this may be so frustrating to a lot of average consumers are the different mm-hmm. protocols. Yeah. It's not just Wi-Fi. You look at a box for a product and it'll say Zigbee compatible, Z-Wave compatible, Bluetooth compatible, all of this Right? (laughs) You know, what is it? Why why is it like that?
2: Uh, You know, it's because it's, I think there's been earlier technology waves that are like this as well. It's, we're solving some pretty difficult technical problems. So like Wi-Fi is a standard as an example. Everybody's got Wi-Fi in their house. Mm -hmm. But if you need a thing that's battery powered, Wi-Fi doesn't work very well. It takes too much energy. If you look at your phone or your laptop, you're, you're charging them up pretty regularly. So there's these underlying other standards that try to be really good at talking over securely over a long distance on battery and last forever on that. And there's been a lot of these competing standards. And it's just taking time for them to consolidate.
1: Right.
2: So what's happening? Think that will happen? It'll happen. We see it happening now. So it's basically very early adopters initially solving specific problems. And now as we get enough critical mass, we're actually able to start to shape the ecosystem towards saying, okay, here's the few standards that really matter so we can get at some point to this point where it just works uh, everywhere. And I think moves like what we're doing with TVs or otherwise put enough volume in market that mm-hmm. it'll create that consolidation. And a
0: lot of people obviously, and I am the same yeah. way, uh, worried about security and privacy. For some yeah. reason, I trust Amazon, but I wouldn't want mm-hmm. Google in my home.
2: Yeah, sure. I, think I don't know why. I just yeah. feel like they're Interesting. You know,
0: they will suck Does that more mean you wouldn't have
1: a Nest product in your? Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean,
0: I think. Yeah. I mean, I've talked a to the Google Nest people. Wireless router. I, yeah, they said at one point, um, Nest said one of the reasons they didn't come up with a, someone at Nest said they didn't come up with an Alexa-like character is because people didn't trust Google.
2: <laughs> it's funny. The, ambient voice is an interesting one because some companies have been penalized when they've done it poorly to start right? Right. and it doesn't have enough value but I think Alexa is that first thing that's gotten over the threshold Right? no I'm
0: talking about the company I think uh, they have enough information on me and I care not to share more of them listening to my home
2: yeah I mean critical issues it's not just you have to make it very easy for people and there's a lot of efforts and I can talk about ours to make that happen Mm -hmm. but uh, you also there does have to be good awareness and solid security privacy options other things that consumers can you know can understand right and I think you sum all that up together and it causes the space to take time to evolve right? but if
1: it's, a person said to you today if I start rigging my home with all of these connected devices am I v- more vulnerable to being hacked I mean I think there yeah. are a couple of concerns there's the concern Kara's is talking about which is mm-hmm. large corporation having access to more data what right. are they doing with it yeah. mm-hmm. and then there's the bad actor concern. You know, and so, but, you know, malicious hackers, is someone vulnerable once they start hooking up their
2: home? I think you tend to be less vulnerable than you were before. But of course, it's a psychological fear. I think that as long as people go with one of the larger entities that's pushing in the space, where at least we're very conscious of security and privacy as being sort of existential level issues that we have to get right. And so, Kara, I think that on your point, it, I think it's the leaders in the space have to be forthright instead of setting up first principles. It's not like a feature. Privacy. I still don't trust them. Okay, I, sounds fair dumb. enough. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But you know, I think that the companies that are trusted will have a really strong stance towards privacy sure. and security. So who's
0: going to own the smart home space? What is the?
2: I think there's going to be multiple winners. You know, there's a few different spaces. I think there'll be a few platforms like ours that kind of connect all your things together and let you do something analogous to what you do on your smartphone and mm-hmm. have an app store and and use them in different ways. But there's going to be lots of different device makers. I don't think it's like electronics as much as it's more like home decorating or something like that it sounds mm-hmm. weird to say mm-hmm. but people's style differences and their use cases really vary so much house to house that we see lots of rooms for different lock makers right, right of different styles and formats and so right. on it won't mm-hmm. just be one right that doesn't and i think that same applies a lot of sp- in a lot you of mentioned spaces. tvs yeah. i mean there
1: are a lot of different tv makers out there and they make all different types of TVs, TV shapes and sizes and all of that. So that's certainly an expression of a connected device in the home where there's a wide variety. They still confuse yeah. me.
0: Yeah, those confuse me too. TVs, Just the curved ones. I can help on you with the all this. No, you know what? Yeah. They're purposely. They're purposely trying to confuse
1: you. Well, uh, yeah, there's a there's a yeah. sort of intentional product differentiation going on yeah. there for sure. But yeah, uh, I want to ask you about Samsung uh-huh. because you were acquired by Samsung in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. and now you smart things is a part of Samsung but it's still separate.
2: Yeah. From it. it's separate, um, mm-hmm. but there's obviously a close tie. I like to say we acquired Samsung in a very dilutive acquisition event for us. But um, we still run this to smart things, but we have sort of the advantages of working closely with them as sort of our, one of our biggest partners. So actually the way they operate is just like anybody that's doing things on top of the platform using the same tools and so on. But we thought it was important to set it up that way from the beginning because the same thing I said before. It's like not one size fits all in different consumer households. We really wanted to make sure it stayed open to lots of different partners. So does that mean
1: makers. if somebody has a um, Sony yeah. smart home device or an Amazon smart home device or a Google smart home device, they can still access your software?
2: Yep, exactly. So I have sort of a, a view on what open means so we mm-hmm. can get back to that. But it, it sort of means anything I'm driving so that anything that is made in Samsung is uses these broadly open standards. It's not like locked into smart things in a way. And mm-hmm. then on the flip side, Everybody uses the front door, so Samsung included works just like any other partner on top of smart things. So it means that if there's a competing product from somebody else, well, it can work just issues. as well. It's one of the yeah. issues
0: right now with online entertainment services. You can only right. watch certain things over here and you can't. Yeah, that appear. fragmentation it's is great. no
2: is no good. So I wanna see that dramatically right. simplified. Yeah. So at least trying to lead in that that perspective. So yeah. I think we have the most open stance on that front but that comes with challenges too because it's it's always tempting to lock things down because you can make them easier mm-hmm. if you just sort of make the short term decision right. to sort of cut Use out our service the tools, our service. Right? Right? Yeah. so we have to build a tool for everything that we're making easier, everything that we're making secure you know, for every device maker that comes in we have to really look at the security and privacy and how to enforce that everywhere mm-hmm. to live up to that right. but I speaking think it's the right long term. Speaking of lack of bang. privacy
0: I don't suppose you want to comment on the Nest story today with the founder <laughs> of Dropcam, you don't have too much mm-hmm. schadenfreude?
2: No, I mean, in our case, it's been a great combo. I don't like to see anybody struggle in the space because I think it's hard enough for consumers already. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like large-scale mergers and acquisitions are are hard things. Yes, uh, they are. Know, different cultures and teams and products and all that. So. I saw. I've read with great interest yeah. all of those things. But. You
0: know, it feels like when assholes <laughs> collide. That's what it feels like. <laughs> well, but yeah, not, that's, not that that's just me. You don't have to comment on that. I'll, I'll say that. Do if you want um,
2: to. I mean, we're. I'm a transport to Silicon Valley, so you know, yeah. I'd say we, uh, me as a Minnesotan and the Koreans, we're oh, actually getting along really well. All so right. we're pretty
1: down. okay. Oh yeah, Minnesota. it's all good. We
2: will all work together. That's all you need uh, to but, say, <laughs> Minnesota.
1: All right, let's <laughs> but, get on Well, no, I mean, I want you know, with Samsung, they make some of. They make some really beautiful products and obviously some very popular products, but it always seems like Samsung is the company at CES every year that comes out with that smart home product where you're just (laughs) shaking your head and saying, what the hell are you thinking? I remember a few years ago it was a a fridge that had access to Twitter from the the panel on the fridge, and I was Uh, thinking, I would never want to tweet from my fridge. And then this year there was a fridge that had a giant tablet built into it for like video conferencing while the, you're at your fridge.
2: Here's the thing that's amazing about that company. So if you look at like the app store on your phone, there are so many useless little tiny niche apps, right? And you can, you almost have to not judge humanity by its media consumption habits. Like, let's just leave it at that. But, you know, so the way that most companies iterate with software, like Samsung iterates with hardware and sort of it's a strength, but it's also a weakness in that way. And mm-hmm. that they are so flexible to mine the minerals from the earth and like bend physics that they can, iterate in all these different ways so this thing I think of it as more like they're iterating like with software but they're doing it on the hardware side so for us you know that results in some absurdity every once in a while but generally mm-hmm. speaking we don't
0: want a refrigerator who tweets
2: <laughs> generally speaking stop with that, what's good is oh, we don't judge innovation here yeah, I, do. I judge <laughs> that can, one I'm
0: gonna can, judge it judge. I declare it um, idiotic <laughs>
2: We need that last inch, you know, for software to, like, the Internet of Things is not, like, go on its own. It has to have a thing yeah. associated with it. And Samsung makes a tremendous number of things, things. that do enter people's homes. Mm-hmm. And so it's a good way to...
0: That are presumably smart.
2: Exactly. Presumably. Yeah. And we're trying to have a high influence on some of the best ones. But, you know, time will tell.
0: Okay. Time yeah. will tell if the smart home gets smarter. But first, yeah. today's episode of Too Embarrassed to Ask is brought to you by FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it super easy and affordable to custom frame the things you love and they can frame anything. They'll send you a mailing kit for your artwork, posters, album covers, old photos, anything. Lauren, what
1: would you like to get framed, did you say, this week? Well, I had such a fun time with Mossberg last week. Did I mention we had a lot of fun last week? I heard that, week? yes. He's that I think friend. I'm going to, I'm going to get BFF. a picture of myself in Mossberg. Framed. Yeah,
0: okay, whatever. You want that what picture? What about you? What are you going Me? to Me? I'm framed. not framing anything. What are you framing? What would you frame?
2: That is a great question. Like drawing. Drawings cat. from my like, kids and stuff? Oh, that, that sounds like exploring. a great that's idea. That's like, what a great yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm going to frame
0: <laughs> Lauren's cat. That's I'm going to frame those <laughs>
2: articles about that competitive I'm going to stuff and you. frame <laughs> Lauren's cat. <laughs> that's yes. the less uh, nice part of my Minnesota. I'm cat things over here.
0: Anyway, their experts will frame it and send it back to you in days, fully ready to hang Lauren's cat. You can also upload pictures from your phone or laptop. You can even upload directly from your Instagram. The pricing starts at $39, and the best part, all the shipping is free. They're giving a special offer to our listeners this month. Just visit FrameBridge.com and enter offer code ASK15, that's ASK15, at the checkout for 15% off your first FrameBridge order. Thanks, FrameBridge. We'd also like to thank our other sponsor, SoFi, which is transforming the financial world by offering great rates on things like student loan refinancing, personal loans, and mortgages. Their process is pretty simple. They look at your financial potential, and if there's promise, then they back you for life. Which means that when you borrow with SoFi, you get an awesome set of perks, too. Career services, member happy hours, nationwide networking events, unemployment protection, and even an entrepreneur program. The idea is that SoFi succeeds when their members succeed. So they'll do all they can to help their members out. Learn more about what they can offer you at SoFi.com. That's S-O-F-I.com. Terms and
1: conditions apply at sofi.com. Kara, when are we going to the SoFi happy hour? And we're going.
0: Joanne Bradford invited us. Well, that's we're great. Very excited about
1: okay. that. Yeah. Well every week we ask our readers and listeners to send in their questions about tech topics. And you can always do that by tweeting us with the hashtag ask recode.
0: Yes, this week we asked for your questions about smart homes. Lauren, who's the first question from?
1: Our first question is from Richard Blakely, that's at Blakely on Twitter, and mm-hmm. he asks, when will Apple get into this? Yes, that is a
0: good question. It is a
1: good question, and the short answer is that Apple is already in the game, in a way. Uh, it launched something called HomeKit in 2014, which is not, it's not a piece of hardware or a hub that you'd think of in the sense that we're talking about, you know, smart things or maybe some other products, but it's a framework for software to development so other device makers can make their devices HomeKit compatible and then people can sort of activate HomeKit on their iPhones and then control their smart home devices. That's very convenient. You can like use Siri Siri and Apple so TV dumb. is sort of a pseudo hub in the like whole game. Really smart. Alex does smart Alex, things work with HomeKit? Are they HomeKit compatible?
2: No, uh, not today. Uh, but we have Why a lot of that? Apple We have a lot of Apple customers, so you know the bulk of our users use iPhones and you know and iOS devices mm-hmm. for control and, and other things. Uh, you know we don't like things that are proprietary and not they, we, do. they don't add value for the consumer in our perspective, and HomeKit includes a proprietary hardware component that yes. we don't think adds value. This
1: is a specific uh, type of chip or yeah. it's for, it's, and this is for security purposes
2: hypothetically but i we don't see a direct value in it so a uh-huh. lot of the homekit compatible products we'll say like ecobee thermostat or whatever they work with smartthings just fine mm-hmm. uh, without it uh, right. so it's sort of a concession to this this microcosm of what apple has done but generally speaking we love apple products yeah so right so someone can download the
1: smartthings app on an ios device yep. control their home, smart home ecosystem through that yep. but they're not going to be able to Rig it through HomeKit through or use
2: Siri today to yeah.
1: control right. things. Okay,
2: versus contrasted with like a non-proprietary thing like Alexa and what mm-hmm. we've done in partnering with Amazon on that front, where it does it works great together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. I remember control.
1: when when uh, Apple first announced HomeKit yeah. and speaking to smart home device makers in the months and even up to a year after that, and saying, "All right, so when are there going to be smart, you know, HomeKit compatible devices?" And they would say, "Well, we already had this hardware roadmap up until this point." And yeah. in order to be HomeKit compatible, we'd have to go back or reintroduce new products with this specific piece yeah. of hardware. A,
2: a big lift. In, and, again, it, it wasn't something that sort of solved an underlying problem that made things easier for a consumer from our perspective. Right. So, Although Apple yeah. does
0: have the high road on security these days.
2: They do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think their approach has been commendable on that front. And that's up there with the standards that we're trying to apply to ourselves. So that, that aspect is good. But I didn't think it needed a proprietary chip. Okay. So,
1: All right. Well, Blakely, yeah. we hope we answered your question. The next question is from at Irfan Banji. Irfan, you have sent other questions before, so thank you for listening to Too Embarrassed to Ask and sending your questions. He asks, how is Sonos different than a regular Bluetooth speaker? Sync across rooms, is that it? Do you have Sonos? I do. Do you want to I try to answer this Soni. one? I have some, an, the, some ideas here. but
2: Although the Echoes had an impact on those too. Uh, oh, Pretty taking them offline in a way. But the... Um, uh, Sonos is great for multi-room sound, and it's high-fidelity audio. It tends to be higher quality than a lot mm-hmm. of the like, light Bluetooth speakers, but the main thing is it's got a cloud connection on its own, so you don't need to be pairing it to your phone or something. You can. One of the things I love is, is this sort of how to, smart homes become more smart. Well, part of it is you're not always using your app. Right. Which is what you love about Alexa. It's gotten of Yeah, part you're not
0: always it. playing. And with
2: so it. Sonos does a good job of you're not like, always with your phone all the time. You just want this ambient sound. So a Bluetooth speaker has to be paired to another device. Right. Sonos can switch. And just if you move away, time. yeah. You yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: and Sonos used to require a hub. Yeah. And now they no longer do. Correct. But there still could be range issues, correct? If yeah. you move far into it, you know, if you're lucky enough to have such a sprawling mansion that you know, <laughs> yes, your Wi-Fi you have, connection yes. weakens. But they do a corners. pretty good job of,
2: of that now, too. So generally, it's it's a matter of this amount of investment you want. If you have a multi, like lots of rooms and you want great, high-quality ambient sound, Sonos is a great choice okay. uh, for it.
1: Well, there's your answer, Irfan. We hope it helped. The difference is a level of quality, the fact that it's cloud-connected, and as you suggested, might be multi-room and multi-speaker support. And the last question that we have today is from uh, at Morpheus Baba. Mm. The most basic question, which entry-level smart home kit is recommended, especially available in India, if possible? Alex, does smart things work in India?
2: We don't yet, but we've looked at it very carefully, and I think we'll be there before too long.
1: Okay. And wh- why is it that it has not been available there?
2: It's, today? you know, to Kara's point earlier, you know, these things, when they're complex, every country has got language. It's got different devices that work there, and you want to take it very carefully to make sure you have everything Where is lined the up.
0: countries you're in right now?
2: So far, it's just the U.S. and U.K. We've tried to be careful about English this. Speak. English-speaking. English-speaking, but mm-hmm. um, clearly one of our opportunities with samsung is we see the same demands around the world for these right. top applications like security and lighting and entertainment and other stuff so we see commonalities everywhere but it's just uh it be thoughtful in making sure it's easy it's all ironed out as mm-hmm. we get into those countries
1: right
0: yeah they so. do speak english and India. They I do. understand. It's a great yeah. country. Yeah, we, it is a great country. It's a great country.
1: I also asked Amazon uh, whether Amazon Echo mm-hmm. ships in India. The speaker does not ship there. It's only available in the U.S. And I did ask Apple about HomeKit. And technically, HomeKit is available on any iOS device that's running iOS 8 or later. So it would be available there. But as you mentioned, Alex, it all comes down to compatibility with other devices. Yeah. So this so person, much a consumer anything. in India, may be able to technically say, open up the phone and see home kit and settings, but if there aren't compatible devices being shipped there, then you can't do much with I would, it.
2: I would say that the place to start is people usually start with a very specific thing that they want to do. Like in my case, it would have been if there had been a flood detector, I would have bought <laughs> that and never started SmartThings. Right. But but um, you know, it tends to be monitoring and security, lighting, entertainment, and then sort of energy savings with like a thermostat or whatever. Those are the big yeah. starting points for people. And pick a product that does one of those things well that you care about, and then yeah. make sure it has a a good stance on compatibility, like works with smart things or works with nest or, or whatever it might yeah, be. I like
0: Alexa. Cause mm-hmm. it tells me I'm pretty. <laughs> like I have to tooth that every day. Really? Compl- and we love compliment, what do you say to her Whatever <laughs>
2: really? skill. Yeah. I'm going to try this. No. Just, they'd have a
0: compliment skill and they have a joke awesome. one. Yes, and then they that's have a awesome. trivia contest. I do a lot of those. I like sit
1: around and talk to it. Exactly. A so loser we love Echo, that
2: but that's of course not available in India. But it, yeah. it that works with some things too. So lots yeah. of good options. Yeah. Out there. yeah.
1: yeah. So I, I'm sorry that uh, we haven't been able to answer Morpheus' question totally because you're out of we're, luck we're in not India. As familiar Morpheus, with the as Indian far as we market, know, but as far yeah, as our small brains, your can best tell you. option right now might be a local service provider, depending on what yeah. uh, where he is and all that. Okay, and now a very short break for this week's special sponsor. Kauai Swisher Grand Tours, the most popular and only tour company in Hawaii, run by Kara Swisher. Planning a vacation to the islands this summer? Be sure to use our special code, hashtag to ask at Kauai Swisher Grand Tours, and Kara herself will be your guide. <laughs> She'll go snorkeling, zip lining, and hiking with you and your family. She's also available for long walks on the beach, private yoga sessions, and all sorts of sports ball stuff. She'll even mix your cocktails for you. And for an additional discount, be sure to give her a hug. Don't miss this special offer, available only to every Recode Radio (laughs) listener there is. Kara, get ready for a busy summer. Oh my god, I would be the worst hospitality (laughs) person on the planet. I would be so bad. I'd be like, go away, I'm sleeping. Kawaii Swisher. Kawaii Swisher. And now we'd like to play a little game called Too Embarrassed to Answer in which we quiz our special guest on this week's big news in tech to find out exactly how plugged in he is to gadgets outside of his own.
0: Now, are you ready? I'm ready. Don't I'm embarrass do yourself. Question. I'll try not to you. All right. All right. Okay, I'll ask the first one. Okay, first question. Earlier this week, The Verge reviewed a new, much-anticipated product and had this to say about it. Before this, quote, nobody knew what it would look like or when it would come out. The company's leadership were adamant about not making promises they couldn't keep or delivering an undercooked product. Was the new product A, the iPhone SE, B, the Oculus Rift, or C, Tesla Model 3?
2: B, the Oculus Rift.
1: You are correct. You are correct. Yeah, you know, we still haven't figured out what the prize is for this. There's no prize. <laughs> Kauai Swisher Tours.
2: I already ordered my Rift, so. All right. Okay. Okay. Oh, of course me. you nice. did.
1: Oh, that's great. You you know, are you going to do some smart home stuff with it?
2: Why do I want one of those? I think the world is small, and I have a lot of family all over the place, and I'm sort of interested in how it'll affect presence over time. Okay, so, all right. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to but brain- I'm not like a gaming nerd. You yeah, know, that's what I like thought. Yeah. Thank you. Just are you going to
0: buy
1: yeah. headsets for your family? That's or just you? Far just to get away from his family.
2: <laughs> I have the Gear VR, it. which is pretty cool, and yeah. my yeah, kids have like that. So we, yeah, it's, it's actually. Conclusion. Yeah, it shows. I mean, I think a lot of the reviews are, it shows the promise for the future. So I think it's a big deal over the next five or 10 years, but Agreed. I think it's got some ways to go. Yes. We here yeah.
0: are too embarrassed to ask, agree
2: yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all right. So B, maybe. B,
1: all right, you are correct. The next question. Earlier this week, a high profile entity issued this statement. Blank believes deeply that people in the United States and around the world deserve data protection, security, and privacy. Who made the statement, and what was it related to? Was it A, the makers of Cuvée, a new Wi-Fi-connected wine storage bottle, who believe that consumers should be able to drink their wine without fear of third-party data sharing or malicious hacking? Was it B, Donald Trump, who was dismayed at the invasion of privacy of his eighth and newest grandchild because Donald Trump hates attention on his family? Or C, Apple, which was responding to the FBI's move to drop its case against Apple and said it would continue to help law enforcement agencies when it can, but would still ratchet up security?
2: C, Apple.
1: Two for
2: three. Mm, not two Trump. Two for three. Trump. Yeah, uh, I don't even. I, I don't know if that would help him in his long term surveillance of. Muslim communities. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It's
1: just I, 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 almost cringed to include it in the quiz, yeah. but um, <laughs> although it's I hope too my easy. wine,
2: uh, my connected wine bottle has that stance as well. That's true. <laughs> but they didn't announce their product. They didn't make that statement. this Well, way.
1: the funny thing yeah. about the connected wine bottle, from what I understand, I haven't used it yet, is that it's supposed to keep your wine fresh for thirty days, but it's also Wi-Fi connected. <laughs> Couldn't you just? make our a dumb wine. bottle our put wine is the wine never sitting in, in, in a like, bottle for 30 days <laughs> if you're <laughs> well, there's opening it true. you should drink
2: it but sad. at right.
1: any we're gonna not judging little, innovation we're gonna compare that me. with yeah. the wifi water pitcher right. uh, the Brita I okay. didn't know Donald
0: Trump had an eighth and newest grandchild
1: yeah, I think yeah, Ivanka, Ivanka just gave stuff. birth. Yeah, well, mazel Tov, he's still an mazel. idiot. Do yeah. Yeah. Right. you want to read the last question?
0: Yes, last question. An upcoming change to a major social network prompted This Verge editor to write The fear is that the new algorithm may favor everyone else over you, relegating your shirtless mirror selfies to the bottom of the pile. Instagram. Which social network was writer Casey Newton referring to? Was it Facebook, which is tweaking privacy settings yet again, which nobody fully understands? B, Instagram, which has said it would soon abandon the chronological feed and show your best posts first. Or C, was it Snapchat, which has rolled out software update to make the app more intuitive, except no one finds it easier to use except 17-year-olds.
2: It was B Instagram with all the celebrity friends yours trying to get people to follow them. Yes,
1: three for three, three for three. Actually, Eric Johnson, <laughs> you are and were a smart thing, Alex. You're thank a smart you. thing. Thank you. We were talking. Eric Johnson and I were talking about possible gift ideas. Yeah, and we said, wouldn't it be fun if we went on Caroush eBay or Amazon? Hawaii. Sure, we- well, aside from the tour, which you are going to give Alex uh, next time he and his family go to Hawaii, <laughs> no, thank you. He can even stay at her place. My wife would get along with you on that hospitality yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. but what if we we um, ordered retro gadgets that absolutely did not work? Anymore, like a Casio calculator I watch. I have a box of them. And then we just we gave you yeah. our retro gadget. Yeah, and I think that's what we're gonna have that's to start doing. To do. yeah. I'm, gonna I'm gonna send you one, even though we don't have one here for you. Yeah. I, I know like where your offices of are in well. yeah. 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 Yes. So, so
0: you know, lastly, I see you feel like this thing is coming to fruition finally because I still yeah. feel it's. I do see it. You know, with VR and also Echo and some yeah. other things.
2: I mean, I, th- I think the Internet of Things and then smart home as a part of that. Is gonna it solves real problems in the mm-hmm. world. You know, it'll help people live with less waste it's going to help people live longer in their homes it's going to add kind of fun and crazy experiences for a lot of folks but it just takes time to get there so I do think it's, it's where we thought it would be right now it's in millions of homes it's not in hundreds of millions of homes at right. this point but I think over the next few years, it's going to get there.
1: Will oh. we ever stop calling it the Internet of Things? Yes, please. Can you stop that immediately? Yes, yes. sure. Yes. Sounds okay, good. he's declaring.
2: I mean, it yeah. once everything
1: is connected, it's not. Yeah. It doesn't have to be categorized. Well, we, no. we keep saying the Internet right? too. We should stop doing that too. The pipes—they're yeah. absorbing everything. It's like discussing
2: electricity. It is just—it's just a continuance of the Internet absorbing stuff. Yeah. So it's just—it's going to be like, I don't know, it's like gonna be the be Internet. I, the Internet just shut up
0: you know right. what I mean like it's always it's talking about itself the way yeah, yeah it's like electricity is not so proud right. it's just it. there and it <laughs> works and, and by enough. the way it's without electricity it's not an electrical
2: device yeah, you know exactly
0: what without electricity nothing works thank you none <laughs> of it works
2: yes it never enough. brags yeah it just works fair enough
0: yes all right, this has been another great
1: episode of Too Embarrassed to Ask. Thanks again to Alex Hawkinson for joining us. And if you've enjoyed this episode as much as we have, be sure to subscribe to the show. And you can leave us a review at iTunes.com slash Embarrassed to Ask.
0: And subscribing is great. You'll be the first to listen to new episodes every Friday or catch up on previous episodes where we answer all of your tech questions that our listeners have been too embarrassed to ask.
1: That's iTunes.com slash too embarrassed to ask, Or you can also listen on recode.net slash podcasts. And while you're there, you should check out our other
0: podcasts like Recode Decode, Recode Replay, and of course our newest show, Recode Media, with Peter Kafka. Oh,
1: yeah. And I'm very excited for Kara's upcoming show this weekend. It's going to be a real It's going to be a good one. one. So one. you're, gonna, you're, you're gonna like going it. to want to listen. And if that's not enough, The Verge also has some great podcasts for your listening pleasure. Walt Mossberg and Neelai Patel host Control-Walt-Delete. Neelai also usually hosts The Verge Cast, which has a great lineup of Vergers. Chris Plant hosts What's Tech? And Liz Lapato and Emily Lashida host Verge ESP.
0: It's a lot to listen to.
1: Yes, it's yes, a lot. exactly. Don't forget to tweet your questions ahead of
0: time to at Recode with the hashtag AskRecode. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week to answer more of the questions that you've been too embarrassed to ask. Tune in then.